Welcome to Challenge Radio. Challenge Radio is the official podcast of the Progressive Labor Party, PLP. PLP is a mass international anti-racist, anti-sexist organization fighting to destroy capitalism. We organize workers, students, and soldiers to build for a communist revolution. See plp.org and follow us on at PLP Challenge on Twitter and Instagram. Today we have the reading and discussion on an article from the most recent issue of Challenge for Murad and Hadi, Fight Anti-Muslim Racism. Oaklawn, September 6. A multiracial and intergenerational group of anti-racist fighters, including members of Progressive Labor Party, PLP, gathered this evening to denounce the racist Oaklawn Police Department once again. Chants of justice for Hadi and justice for Murad resounded throughout the neighborhood. Murad Kurdi, a 28-year-old Arab worker, was struck and killed by a white drunk driver this past June. His killer was given a traffic ticket and released by one of the cops that had beaten and nearly killed Hadi Wittala last year. See Challenge, September 20. The Oakland police is an example of a growing fascist movement that marginalizes and attacks mainly black and brown working class communities and immigrant workers while being used to oppress all workers. Inside the police station, Murad Kurdi's mother, Fadia, spoke about how her son was killed and how the drunk driver called her lawyer instead of 911 to seek help for the man she had just hit with her speeding car. Fadia's testimony was abruptly stopped after three minutes and the cop board would not allow her to finish her testimony. In fact, they stopped any further public comment, and ordered the cops to escort us protesters out of the building. Murad Mother's bravery is even more poignant in front of these appointed cronies who act with malice and prejudice. We plan to attend the next court hearing in October of Murad's killer in solidarity with his family and friends. There is a crystal clear connection to the anti-Arab and anti-Muslim racist terror unleashed against workers here and on an international level. The imperialist bosses in the United States and across Europe have for generations murdered and displaced workers across the oil-rich Middle East to consolidate their power over resources, markets, and labor. To achieve this, they have needed to promote a vicious racism against workers in that part of the world to keep us divided against our common exploiters. Now, as Russian and Chinese imperialists are encroaching on what was U.S. and European bosses' sphere of influence, they need to ramp up racist terror against Arab and Muslim workers even harder to try and keep their grip. For the imperialist bosses fighting over Latin America and Middle East resources, land, oil, and industrial might, workers' lives are cheap here and there. Let's not follow for their racist tactics, whether they are from Trump MAGA racists or liberals who defend the racist Democratic Party, which is even more culpable and causing workers to be displaced all over the world. Under capitalism, there is no justice for the working class. Justice will come when workers revolt and smash the bosses and establish a communist society free from racism and exploitation. Communism will mean the working class and its communist party will outlaw racism, sexism, and exploitation. Join us.
greediest boss of all. He's the greediest boss of all. Every two weeks has a special treat for the family's own welfare. The prices go up when you show up to shop at Racist Blair's. To shop at Racist Blair's. So the mothers committed to smash the black grand showed up at Blair's one day to agitate and demonstrate and make the bosses pay. To make the bosses pay. But the boss got scared when he saw them there, 200 workers strong. Come out, you rat, us cats is the way that you've been sucking our blood too long. You've been sucking our blood too long. Well, the workers there and the customers gathered round to watch, while the bosses lit behind the counter and quietly called the cops. Quietly called the cops. According to the movies and the six o'clock news, policemen are your friends. If you ever go shopping where the meats are rotten, you know who the cops have been. You know who the cops have been. So the people fought back when the cops attacked and black women took the lead. Today I'm joined by two other comrades who have been taking part in this struggle that has been developing in the south suburbs of the city of Chicago. Welcome, comrades. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. How we all feel? It's a beyond. Right on. So for those listeners that may not be aware, the situation that's been, you know, ongoing in this village of Oak Lawn, which is a suburb of South Chicago, there was a situation that happened in August of 2022, a very racist situation in which a 17-year-old uh, Arab youth named Hattie was brutalized by three Oak Lawn officers after they stated that he had taken off on foot and they got in a foot chase and that he re they retrieved a weapon after they had been pulled over and harassed by police. They subsequently tackled him to the ground and brutalized him, which, is, which caused Patty to sustain some serious uh, injuries, almost you know, very life-threatening injuries, which he's still recovering from to this day. So part of the thing that's been going on is that for every town hall board meeting that Oak has been going on in this village of Oak Lawn. There's been a group of organizers and residents who have been fighting back and organizing to hold rallies and disrupt the proceedings of this. And uh, Progressive Labor Party has been active as well in helping to support this struggle, which we see as uh, a very racist attack on a minority working class population in Oak Lawn. So just to kind of kick things off, yeah, I'd like to kind of talk about, you know, our own kind of participation in this and, you know, what ways we found it to be, you know, inspiring and the fight back that is and, and you know, what we've kind of gained from it so far. The first uh, town hall meeting that I participated in, which wasn't too long after um, Hattie, like footage of Hattie had been, you know, cir encircling on like news and you know, pretty easy to find. And, you know, on the um, local news, we about, I don't know, maybe four or five, six of us showed up at uh, probably one of the first um, protests there at the town hall meeting. And um, it was a pretty large group. There was uh, probably 50 to 60, maybe 70 people there. And um, it was multiracial. It was you know, people were very angry. I mean, everybody was really angry. And um, 
it was probably one of the first times that I had been in a in a protest with um, such a strong showing of like uh, Muslim workers. And, um, you know, I don't live too far from Oakland. I mean, it's pr- probably 20, 30 minutes from where I live. And I considered that pretty close to home. And I felt that that was important to come and check out and be a part of. And um, just the, the, the strength of all the workers there and, and the, the commentary from everybody was just, um, it was very powerful. And um, I was really glad that I had went. For sure. Yeah, definitely a very, you know, bold presence that these workers have been definitely fostering and, and, and putting forward. My impression has been, I mean, obviously there's, you know, big multiracial coalition of uh, workers um, of all different ages. You could tell of like, like all different backgrounds. I think that one thing that I took away from it is just how much like how similar a lot of the issues are uh, with racism. Like no matter what the the race actually is that's being discriminated against, it's like a lot of the same consequences from like capitalism, and it's the same behaviors that we see. And then it's also like similar ways of like fighting back. Like the picketing, the chanting, the disrupting, like these proceedings. Um, think I saw how even across like different cultures, like the thing that unites us all is like the like the experience of like being like workers. And racism is just like a convenient tool to that the bosses use to to legitimize people suffering under capitalism. And it's like you see it like really in plain display in a place like this because. Um, they're using like similar chance to like how it was during like, Black Lives Matter, like during like George Floyd, and you know you, you just see how people are are really connected in the struggle. Yeah, definitely. I I think there's a like I said, a bold, a very up, you know electric energy, and you know, and they you know they up the ante. But we you know like I said, we've been part of it as well. You know, upping the ante and, and really going into not just outside, but going into the space and really. You know, disrupting these proceedings, but you you start to, you know, connect the dots as 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 workers, and seeing how these things are very you know it follows lots of patterns. What you're talking about with you know workers being discriminated against and brutalized under this this racist system, you know the commonalities that we connect with you know anti-black racism, anti-immigrant racism, anti-Arab racism, you know how we gotta come together. And fight against all of these things. Since we've been doing this and taking part in this, as this article, you know, the article in Challenge newspaper discusses, you know, there's been another development in which another young man, a 28 year old named Murad Kurdi, was actually struck by a vehicle, and he was at, he he ended up you know dying as well. So it's it's uh, and that was from as the article explains. A white worker, a white woman worker, who struck him and and took off and didn't go to the proper you know proper means to cut to to call for nine one one or do anything that you know to help this help this young man and he died as a result of his injuries. And you see her getting essentially a slap on the wrist. I mean, the, the case is still you know developing as it goes to you know she started to face more of her day in court. It still seems like a very light treatment. Especially when it's juxtaposed to, you know, the kind of the 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 harsh and 
and racist and heavy-handed treatment that a lot of the protesters for Hattie and now Murad are now facing, you know, in these courtrooms and in the, the town hall space in Oak Lawn. Right. Um, like, we, oddly enough, we had shown up in, I want to say, July or August, expecting to be at Oak Lawn Town Hall for to protest for Hadi. And uh, we showed up, me and uh, another comrade showed up, and we got there kind of late. And um, they kept saying the name um, Justice for Murad, Justice for Murad. And we're like, who is Murad? What is going on? It was just so surreal to find out that this whole other um, Arab worker had been brutalized and, um, you know, their family was insulted in, in such a way. Um, uh, just showing up and not not expecting for things to get as real as it did. Uh, we, we get there and all these uh, workers who are protesting and, you know, calling out for justice for Murad are eventually getting pushed out of the meeting, which we were not able to get into because we got there so late. They were eventually sort of like pushed out of the meeting. I'm not sure exactly what went on up there, but, uh, but you know, we were, it was like probably 45 minutes to an hour later, we're standing there face to face with police. And I'm having to tell this cop to not push this Arab woman who is you know, very respectfully asking questions and like, you know, there are children off to the side and we're all getting pushed out of there. And uh, as I'm told, like they're uh, all of their supporters are able to remain up there in the meeting, both this and another time after we were all sort of pushed out uh, out of these town hall meetings a couple of times. So, um, yeah, they're they're uh, <laughs> not welcoming to us, to say the least. And um, I guess. Arad's mother was not allowed to continue public comment. Um, she was rightfully there on time and had done all the appropriate things, and um, they cut her off the last meeting. So just uh, just incredibly disrespectful, I mean, to say the least. Yeah, and it was really interesting to see how they changed the rules depending on who was commenting, because one of the times that we went up there, the police had, like, all their supporters uh, have like a bunch of guys come in to all give their time up to play like three minutes of a video. And that was like 30 minutes long for her. Uh, it took up like the entire public comment section pretty much. And it, it was like a, a video of like, like pro police, like propaganda or something. And they allowed all of those guys to do that, to play this video. But when other workers tried to give their time to let Mariah Curdy's mom continue speaking, they wouldn't let her do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the preferential treatment is pretty brazen. You know, it's it's right on full display. And you, you know, you see how one hand kind of washes the other, so to speak, with these kind of capitalist institutions. And, you know, that's one, you know, I guess we, you know, take part of this in this struggle to get some kind of semblance of justice for these families you know, I'm wondering what, like, which ways that we're seeing you know, how the system, how capitalism really can't guarantee in the ways that's being exposed that we like in the ways that we can understand for ourselves and, you know, and struggle through with other workers in the ways that the system just isn't set up to guarantee, you know, justice for working class people, especially the workers coming from Black, Latin, Asian, Arab backgrounds, especially. We've always seen 
you know, worse treatment and suffering under the hands of the system. So I want, you know, what kind of, you know, ways that's becoming more clear as we're, you know, spending a good year as part of this campaign. Well, I mean, I, I think that like, I think that the system is, I think it just goes to show that it's working as designed. Um, and I, and I know this and, uh, you know, it's like, I think we, you know, many or most of us sort of kind of know this, um, but to, to watch it happen in real time. Oh, okay. It's like, it's made it like, um, it's, it's like been a very cut and dry, like playing out of just how racist the system is. And, um, with it, I feel like, um, in Oak Lawn or the West suburbs of Chicago, the Southwest suburbs, that is like Arab workers, have become more prominent in the area within probably the last two decades and maybe more so even in the last decade. And it seems to me now like it makes sense that it was only a matter of time before an example needed to be made, in this case two times, to sort of put a marginalized people in their place. So yeah, I guess that it's essential under capitalism and under this system to sort of divide people in this way and to 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 incite terror and fear into people and to make make us you know not just you know arab people but um arab workers but for everybody to feel you know it makes you know it's sort of like it does make you powerless to to watch it happen it's uh it's pretty terrifying to watch it happen and like this it's working as designed I feel. Yeah. And so there's a lot more to unpack there, but yeah. All great. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, you're always, you're trying to fight for justice, you know, for our, you know, fallen loved ones and, and comrades and fellow workers on the system. It just seems like, you know, just like a cascade of attacks that are always coming. And like, even if you get, so, like, you know, the article addresses this, this one cop, O'Donnell, he ends up facing some kind of charges. He's going to go, you know, go through his own, lengthy court process but then you know like before even these kind of resolution can be met in Hattie's situation there's this other Arab worker Murad gets you know gets he gets murdered in the street and you know you're fighting so many on so many fronts and the system just constantly raining down attacks so, I mean it, it, for me it can't really mean anything other than like really radical change and really alternate you know like revolutionizing society in a way that is less focused on, you know, tenets of private property and racism and nationalism and profits and just more about working class need and, you know, and expecting, you know, the same criminal injustice apparatus that's a part of the same forces that beat up Hattie in the first place or let this woman, Leanne, get off, uh, the woman that, that hit, uh, hit Marab with her car get off in the first place you're you know you're counting on the same legal system to hold them accountable and it all just seems counterintuitive possible counterintuitive or just yeah. just impossible or just, yeah you know when it when it actually gets conceptualized at the end or you know, really try to push when push comes to shove right on more of an international level you know how does this situation that we're seeing you know these these anti-Arab, anti-Muslim attacks as they're unfolding in, in Oak Lawn. How is that a microcosm 
of you know bigger anti-Arab or anti-Muslim attacks that are happening on a global level, and how does it fit in to you know capitalism's overall needs, you know capitalism's overall health or lack thereof in 2023? I think it's I think it's very indicting, like it's an indictment on the system that a lot of these people, like a lot of these workers, the Arab workers who are here, are like largely here because of like they're fleeing Palestine because they're being like elite, like evicted and colonized actively. And they come to the United States if they can. They're like the ones who are actually able to like, you know, leave the ones who are like lucky enough to be able to like get to the United States um, who are fleeing Palestine. They come here and then victims of like similar violence what they were facing in Israel, Palestine, or what they're like a few generations back might have been facing. And I think that it's it's really a testament to like our line about how like black workers are key to revolution in the world because it's like that for black workers too, where you you're in you you're in a country and that that's an imperialized nation and you flee that violence that's a result of the imperialism, like whether it's a country that's being run by gangs of people who look like just like you, um, but they're pillaging in the country for everything they can take it for, just like the United States would do. But thing is, the United States and the West and like all their allies, all the capitalists of the world, they're getting their cut from those gangsters too. So they're fleeing like a, a very uh, intense, sharpened, like horrible life and capital and the worst that capitalism has to offer and then they come to the united states and it it's it, i think the day-to-day existence is like a lot more peaceful but it's like they they also understand that the united states is the, the country that exported that violence internationally and they they know how and they will um, use that same level of violence or uh, citizens uh, workers here yeah, I, I think, you know, it, we talked about earlier, just the, you know, level of militancy. I think, you know, you talk about the, the workers' backgrounds, what they, what they came from facing down the racist Zionist forces in that area of the world. Oaklawn, <laughs> Oaklawn police force can in many ways probably feel like, look like small potatoes, basically. I mean, it, it's all, it's all dangerous and it's all should be taken into full account. But, you know, I think, you know, bringing that level of militancy, you know, that comes from, you know, being in these hyper oppressive environments is something that is very useful for the working class movement. You know, I also think this anti-Arab, anti-Muslim racism is super, super essential for the boss's system to really function. I mean, they do it for, you know, we've seen it for migrants coming from Latin, you know, Latin America, South America, Central America right now. But especially, you know, you're seeing the outcome of generations of dehumanization of, of folks in the Middle East, of working class people in the Middle East, you know, which creates, which facilitates the U.S. imperialists or other imperialists being able to go there and just pillage and plunder, you know, as for their oil wars and wars for profit and just have control over that area. So if you're keeping workers terrorized and keeping workers divided, you know, that has served a very real purpose for the imperialist. And I think that really 
shows shows up it can't but show up in how the police forces in the place like oak lawn you know go around go about treating just like that indoctrination you know we know cops are racist at the core but just that special indoctrination that must take place when they see when they see arab youth and they you know their their minds are just going to all kinds of different racist conclusions yeah i think you know calling that for what we have a comrade who you know correctly you know, draws those at analogies to the fight back that we've seen in Oakland, which has been, you know, led by Arab workers, you know, many Muslim workers uh, against the racism in Oakland and drawing that comparison, you know, to working class people in Palestine, occupied Palestine, leading the fight back. I mean, you could, like, capitalism creates its own grave diggers. I think we have a, you know, a lot to to learn from from the initiative and the leadership and I think we have been learning a lot from them with workers from from Oak Lawn, the ones you know the, that we are you know connecting with more and more. You know to try to you know wrap up and conclude. You know I'm wondering where you know more of our line, you know the party's line about fighting for workers' power, fighting for internationalism, fighting for communism, where that all comes in. You know to really kind of sharpen this struggle, where we see this going as this struggle goes on for justice for Hadi and justice for Murad? Well, I think one thing um, that I see happening is that I see some people like, you know, warming up to the party and um, maybe even hopefully joining at some point. I think it's like really early into what I think is going to be a years long campaign because this this all happened uh, back in 2022 and we're just one year away from that. And a lot of these campaigns, they do take years and it's it's the same as we as it would be for any reform campaign that like this isn't enough to reform. It's more of just asking for things to work the way they uh, quote unquote should. Right. I, say, I say that in quotes because the only way things should work under capitalism is a way that benefits the bosses. It doesn't really matter what the law says. I think most people know that it, it there's two different like there's a multitude of different legal systems, but I, I think that even though. It's like in reform struggles where we want the, to win the reform, but our real goal is to get people to, to like win to the like win people to the party. I think that's like our goal here is the same is we want to win the concession that we're asking for, but we also want to win um, workers to the fact that these concessions are like they're very they are like doing the right thing, but they're not going to get us like a better world where we don't have to keep coming back out here where these things shouldn't even happen in the first place. And I think that's where we get people to, is that while, like, when we get justice for Murad Curdy and, like, maybe when this white woman actually is, like, you know, put on trial for, like, you know, killing somebody, like, as a drunk driver, I think that we should say, well, it's a good thing that we got this person, like, the proper justice, but let's not forget the fact that it shouldn't happen at all. Like, we shouldn't be encouraging people mm-hmm. We shouldn't like be having a society where like we're encouraging people to drink the way that we do when like they have to they feel like they have to drive while they're drunk in the first place like that's the that's like the bigger issue is that drunk drivers kill a lot of people every year and the fact mm-hmm. that we live in a, such a racist system um that adds another element of oppression to it like it, it, this, mm-hmm. this would hurt the family if she had been arrested properly and so that's where that's like my thing where i i see like I, I want Mariah Curdy to like feel that justice has been served for her son, but at the same time, 
there's there's nothing that that can be done to to address the fact that he shouldn't have died that day anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speak you know connecting the part to the bigger whole of you know how this system destroys working class lives on a multitude of levels, and yeah, I think you know bridging those what we can consider you know even though we're talking about in the, in the context of years you know short term goals with more long range goals of really building for revolution you know it's it's essential i mean we have to we have to be there we have to we have to be in these struggles we have to be you know pointing out the limitations and the contradictions of expecting justice in any kind of profound or far reaching way for for billions of workers under the system which is you know essentially a pipe dream and really advocating for building a party and building a new international communist movement to fundamentally get us a society that we deserve. That's right. Struggle. Definitely worthwhile. I've been honored to be a part of it this thus far, and I'm sure your comrades would say the same. Dare to struggle, dare to win. Definitely. Pretty popular saying, and, and a good one at that. Well, with that being said, articles from Challenge newspaper can be found in print, circulating in print, as well as plp.org. Hey! Thank you again. Challenge put out by PLP. Fight back wildcat, read all about it. Get your challenge here. Challenge the communist paper. That's right, the communist paper. Fight back wildcat, read all about it. Get your challenge here.